1: hey this is trey thank you for joining us for a thursday edition hope everybody had a fantastic uh rivalry weekend no not rivalry weekend why am i saying that thanksgiving isn't it I mean, it was Thanksgiving last week, not Rivalry (laughs) weekend. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. And uh, thank you for continuing to send us questions, which is one of the highlights of my week. And with that, God willing, through the miracle of modern technology uh, and computers, Mary Langston might be with us.
2: Yes, sir. I'm here. How are you, Trey?
1: I'm doing great. How was your Thanksgiving?
2: It was wonderful. I hope yours was.
1: Um, you know, I mean, you want me to answer honestly, or you want me to do what we really want people to do when we ask them things like that?
2: Well, I think I know what you're going to say, but honestly, <laughs> of course.
1: No, no, you don't. Uh, It was a different kind of Thanksgiving. I wasn't able to make it um, because yeah. of some little health issues. But here's the bright side. Here's what I keep telling myself. My three sisters were able to spend Thanksgiving with my mom and tried to supplant me as my mom's favorite. It gave them a <laughs> chance to do that without me around. I don't think it worked, but at <laughs> least gave them a chance. No, I wasn't able to make it, but, you know, I'm still alive. Um, mm-hmm. A week later, for better, for worse, and uh, there's always next year. A lot of people got it worse than I do, but it was a different kind of Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah, and God well, bless my
1: wife. You know, she wouldn't leave. Terry would I begged her to go over there cuz she brings so much joy to people. I wanted them to spend Thanksgiving with her, but you know, she's not going she's not going to leave, so she stayed here with me.
2: Mhm, and I know she took good care of you.
1: Um, I think she was reading my life insurance policy. No, she not was sorry. not. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> she was in another room. I, I she she was either praying or looking for my life insurance policy. I'm not sure which one.
2: <laughs> we all know she was praying for you well,
1: okay. all right. we, well
2: we're glad you're feeling better and um i like your perspective on that i know that was a harder thanksgiving but i'm glad that you're better and we hope that everybody that's listening had a good holiday um whether you were a family or with friends or whatever it may have been yeah, um, so I, we're I, super thankful
1: yeah we for need that. to focus on the good stuff i'm not quite old enough to start like talking about all my doctor's visits and what's wrong with me. I ha- I have that to look forward to later in life. I've had uh, 59 Thanksgivings and 58 of them have been fantastic. So mm-hmm. I'm, luck- I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I'm mm.
2: lucky. Well, good word with that. And we're sorry that you didn't feel good, but we're glad you're better. And we do have a lot of questions today. So we're super thankful that y'all send us your thoughtful questions each week. I guess we'll get started. You ready, Trey?
1: I think so. I think okay. so. We'll find out.
2: That sounds good. We'll, we'll start with some politics and then we'll end with some sports. So we'll start with Blue in Texas. He writes, Senator Mullen challenged Sean O'Brien to a fight in response to being called a fraud and a clown. While I appreciate him standing up for himself, is a Senate committee hearing the appropriate place to do this?
1: Well, Blue from the great state of Texas, uh, let me make a couple of confessions up front. Uh, Mark Wayne Mullen is a friend. We were colleagues in the house, but we got along very, very well. And I had him on our podcast uh, not that long ago and thoroughly enjoy. I mean, I knew him pretty well when we were on the house together, but um, I learned things about his life story when he was on our podcast. He grew up very differently from the way that I grew up. Uh, He had some physical issues that led others to bully him. He had a speech impediment, so it's not like I think he felt like he could argue or debate his way out of something, certainly not growing up. um, He fought. Uh, That said, uh, he is now a United States senator, and fighting should be the last resort, not the first one. It should be like when all else fails, and almost never does all else fail, so I I guarantee uh, Mark Wayne knows that. He agrees with that. If he were on with us right now, he would he would say that in hindsight, he wished maybe he had handled it a little bit differently. Uh, this union boss um, has been agitating Mark Wayne for some time. Uh, he disrespected his life story, uh, disrespected the businesses that Mark Wayne started and built. Uh, For most of us, we would not care. I I don't read what other people think about me on Twitter. I I care what people who know me think about me, but I I don't care what people who don't know me think. So Mark Wayne let this guy get under his skin. Uh, Mark Wayne is bigger than that. Um, He's better than that. Uh, I think Mark Wayne will comport himself appropriately in the future, differently in the future. Uh, That's who he is. He's a wonderful person, but we all have our limits. So, you know, this is not all just for Mark Wayne, for Senator Mullen either. I mean, I would tell Mr. O'Brien he's not doing himself or his cause or his union any favors um, by acting like he's acting, you know. So settle it with words face to face, not over Twitter, not over, you know, ridiculous little juvenile insults. So, yeah, it, 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 It uh, could have, should have been handled differently, better, but I'm not sure the whole thing should have started in the first place.
2: Well, thank you so much, Trey, and thank you, Blue, for your question. Our next question is from Elaine in Virginia. She writes, just because Trump is so far ahead in the polls, does that mean he will be nominated? Doesn't that depend on the delegates to the convention?
1: You know, Elaine, from the great state of Virginia, I'd rather you ask me a math question than ask me (laughs) that question. I would would rather you send me a trigonometry. (laughs) Do you realize the word no is in trigonometry, Mary Langston? Have you ever thought about that?
2: I have to confess I've never thought about that.
1: Well, the word no is right smack in the middle of trigonometry, but (laughs) I digress. Uh, Elaine, it's complicated, or at least for me, it's complicated. It might not be for anybody else. There are bound and unbound delegates. Uh, Bound ones have to vote for the winner of the primary. Unbound ones do not. Uh, Some delegates are statewide and some are congressional district wide. So perhaps one candidate wins in one congressional district and one wins in another. And so therefore the delegates are split. Some states apportion their delegates based on the percentage of the vote and kind of where you finish. Some states are winner-take-all states. So if you win by, you know, two votes, you get all the delegates. Some states do not have bound delegates at all. Um, And all of what I just described, I think I'm right about. If I'm not right, I want to know it. So I want somebody to tell me. That's just the first round of voting. If it gets beyond that, then all bets are off. So I'm 100% positive I got part of that wrong. Um, I've actually never been to a convention, never been to a state convention, never been to the national convention. I think on balance, what I gave you was pretty close. I think we should suffice to say delegates can vote for whoever they want. Some delegates can vote for whoever they want. Some delegates cannot. Most, I suspect, cannot, or else it doesn't make any sense to have an election. I mean, why would you have an election and have, you know, we'll go in the past, have Rick Santorum win in Iowa and then, you know, those delegates not vote for Rick Santorum? It, it I mean, why, why, why have the race? So, man, I don't think we want a bunch of free agents out there. Uh, what al- what also makes it kind of complicated not to digress, you probably already know this, Mary Langston. There are the elected delegates um, where you kind of run at conventions.
2: Mm.
1: and then and then I think like some elected officials get to be delegates no matter what. I could I could be wrong about that. And then we're, there's this thing the Democrats have that are called super delegates. And I have to confess, Elaine in Virginia, I have no idea what a super delegate is. It sounds to me like it would be better than just being a regular delegate. I'd rather be a super delegate, I think. <laughs> like I'd rather be Superman than just a man. But I don't know what's so super about being a super delegate. So all of that to say, President Trump is far ahead in the polls. Um, Polls can change. Um, Polls can be uh, not quite accurate. Does it necessarily mean he will be nominated? It does not necessarily mean he will be nominated. It does mean he is the prohibitive favorite. And I do not see people, I, I don't see him winning the delegates in a state and then those delegates abandoning him at a national convention. I do not see that happening.
2: Well, thank you so much, Trey, and thank you, Elaine, for that question. Our next question is sports related. So we're moving into our sports tray. And it's from Chris in Missouri. He writes, Whatever happened to the barefoot punters and kickers in college and NFL football?
1: I think their feet got cold. <laughs> I mean, I I I guess I think. You're not even old enough to know what he's asking about. I, I, I did have Chris, to look it up. Chris could be a man or a woman. I that's true. I have no idea whether Chris is a man or a woman, but whoever it is, is obviously old enough to remember. Tony Franklin may have been the first who's a Philadelphia Eagles kicker. You know, I don't like the Eagles. <laughs> uh, I think if I remember correctly, he grew up kicking barefoot in Texas as a kid. And it just felt more comfortable. What what has happened since then is, and and you know back in the old days. My guess is you know they handed you a pair of cleats, they handed you a pair of shoes. If you're a football player, here are your cleats. Doesn't matter if you're a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, kicker. And and maybe some kicker said, "Look, I I can't kick in these cleats. I'd rather kick in a tennis shoe, or I'd rather kick barefoot." And and the punters back then. Not to get like super detailed about it, but I mean, you're a, you're a sports person, Mary Langston. You're actually the best athlete in this conversation. So <laughs>
2: no.
1: in the old days, when you would see punters punt, they would kind of hold the ball horizontal to mm-hmm. the playing field. and And the goal was, at least when I was coming along, the goal was to catch it and have it kind of spiral and kind of cut through the air. If you watch punters now, that is not how they kick. Mm -hmm. They drop the toe of the ball. So it is much more vertical than horizontal. And I would imagine that would hurt, (laughs) kicking a football, the point of the football as opposed to the flat part. So I I think performance, uh, the shoes are better. There are shoe contracts now. Um uh, if you get your foot stepped on by a cleat, I mean it doesn't feel great to have your foot stepped on like period. Mm. Can you imagine you're barefoot and what game was I watching? I think I was watching Alabama Auburn. And Auburn went after either the kickoff guy or the punter for Alabama. I'm not saying it was malicious. I'm not even saying it was a penalty, although I think it was. But but you know, punters and place kickers are not the biggest guys on the team.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So they they frequently the other team goes and searches them out and levels them. I, I would not want somebody that weighs 300 pounds and a pair of stiletto cleats mm-hmm. stepping on my bare foot. So what happened to them is performance. Uh, the best kickers – I mean, there are more – Tom Dempsey, who was before your time, Mary Langston, mm-hmm. had at one point the longest field goal in the history of the NFL. He was born with a club foot.
2: Mm-mm.
1: Nowadays, y- you – so he he didn't have a normal tennis shoe either. It was a different kind of shoe that he kicked in because he had a club foot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Nowadays, uh, these kickers are like – 50-yard kick is nothing to them. I mean, you got you got kickers kicking the ball 60 yards. So why why do they wear shoes? Because they do better with shoes and their shoe contracts, and they don't want their feet stepped on by 330-pound linemen who are wearing, you know, six-inch stiletto cleats.
2: Oh, that sounds painful. Thank you so much, Trey, for answering well, that question, too. The whole
1: thing sounds painful to me. I mean, just the... <laughs> Just the 300-pound person in stilettos, no matter what they're doing, sounds painful to me.
2: <laughs> and also just the ball hitting your foot, that just would hurt. I know in volleyball, it just hurts my arms when I do that. So I'm a little bit of a wimp. So I would think it would hurt no, your feet as well. No, you're
1: not. No, you're not. <laughs> now, can you imagine, like, some of these games are played in really, really cold weather.
2: Right. Snow, and- whatever it may be.
1: You know, honestly, Chris from the Great State of Missouri, it could have been something as simple as their mom's saying what my mom said to me, which is you have to go put your shoes on. <laughs> I don't, I, I, don't know why, I don't know why it started, I don't know why it ended other than performance. If somebody does something, well, not to not to stay here too long, but <laughs> you, you know, there's some golfers that don't wear a glove. When they play golf, the overwhelming majority of them do, but some don't. And there are some golfers, including um, what some consider the greatest golfer of all time, who actually wore his glove when he putted Nicholas, although most do not. So you do see some idiosyncrasies within sports, but it usually comes down to performance. If I kick better with a shoe on, I'm going to kick with my shoe on. And I think that's why you see less barefoot punters and kickers
0: is because they don't do as well.
2: We'll answer more of your questions when we come back.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
2: All right. Well, our last question is from Mike in Boston, Massachusetts. He writes, what did you think of Rivalry Week in college football?
1: Oh, my Lord. I mean, why would you (laughs) ask me a question that's going to literally take me I, it know, is our
2: last question too, so uh, there you uh, go. You
1: might want to go ahead and set your alarm clock. Uh, <laughs> it, it it didn't have a happy ending for me. Obviously, mm-hmm. my beloved South Carolina Gamecocks defense played great. Um, offense had a hard time getting anything going, so we lost to Clemson. Congratulations to Coach Sweeney and Clemson. They they uh, they won. They're off to a bowl. South Carolina is not bowl eligible, but. Um, you know, I love Shane Martin. He, I mean, not Shane Martin. I love him, too. He's a <laughs> senator from here. I love Shane Beamer. And he's out recruiting and trying to trying to get us better. And um, and I know he will. Alabama-Auburn, one of the most exciting innings to a football game I've ever seen. Still, have you seen the end of that game, Mary Langston?
2: No, I didn't.
1: Could you pray tell, tell me what would be more important in your life than watching <laughs> the end of the Iron Bowl?
2: Well, I'm not sure if I have a great answer for that, but hopefully, you'll tell me what happened.
1: You you did not spend all day Saturday watching college football, literally mm. not leaving not leaving the television.
2: Not quite. I did catch some of the the first game you described, your uh, beloved Gamecocks, but I did not catch that one. So, what did what happened?
1: Um. Alabama had like fourth and th- fourth and goal from the 31 yard line, which means it's their <laughs> last play and they have 31 yards to go and they have to score a touchdown. Mm. And the chances of that happening are like almost zero. Mm-hmm. And they completed a pass in the corner of the end zone. I mean, obviously, I pull for Alabama, but you and I were just in Alabama.
2: Mm-hmm. We've
1: been there twice in the last month. That's right and we met lots of wonderful people who pull for Mm -hmm. Auburn and it's hard not to be heartbroken for those kids. I mean, Mm -hmm. all they had to do was catch a punt, not fumble a punt and then defend fourth and goal from the 31 yard line. But you know, Alabama, uh, Jalen Milroy connected with a wide receiver named Isaiah Bond in the corner of the end zone, and somehow, some way, miraculously, Alabama won that game. Tim Scott and I, uh, as you know, text during uh, college football Saturdays. Mm-hmm. We were both watching that game. He decided not to go to Carolina, Clemson, so he was home watching. Ohio State, Michigan was a great was a great game, although the officiating. I I just think officiating is getting worse. I I think the referees want to be, I mean, some of them think they're Beyonce. I mean, they really think they are the star of the show. Mm -hmm. Man, I was watching an NFL game, which is not rivalry week, but still is football. The Bills and the Eagles, I mean, you know, I'm a Dallas fan, so obviously I want the Eagles to lose, but don't care that much. Meet Josh Allen. I meet meet Abigail. My daughter knows to call a penalty on what happened to Josh Allen,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but but the guy sitting there didn't call one. So and yeah, and then they do call things. I don't know. I just I, I hate when referees like take over a game. But mm-hmm. that said, there's nothing like rivalry week in college football. You know, Florida State, Florida, Georgia, Georgia Tech, um. And, you know, not it, it can't be me if I don't end on a down note. <laughs> All of the conference realignments, I mean, some of these rivalry games are going away. There's a game called Bedlam, which is Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State.
2: Mm.
1: They're not going to be able to play that anymore because Oklahoma's going to a different conference. So I hate that. There's one more game. Well, you got the conference championships coming up this week. I don't think there's any way in the world Alabama can make the playoffs, but I'll be watching, hoping to see if they can. And then you've got Army-Navy, which is a game all to itself. It has a weekend unto itself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you ever watched that game?
2: I have, yeah. There's a lot of spirit in those games, too.
1: It is. And that is, you know, that is uh, those those are, you know, maybe not the most highly rated athletes in the country coming out of high school, but mm-hmm. it is. It, there's an authenticity and a purity about that game that is fun to watch. And then you get into bowl season. So rivalry week uh, has come and gone. My happiness rises and falls with how South Carolina did. So wasn't great, but Shane Beamer is going to get things turned around for us. I'm convinced of that.
2: I know he will, and I know he's a great coach as well. It's fun to hear his little speeches at press conferences as well as he encourages his players and all that fun stuff. Well, that's all the questions we have for today, Trey.
1: Um, Can I ask you a question? Of course. What what in the world would you have that's more important than (laughs) watching college football? I mean, I'm just like I'm going through the list of things. Like, I mean, you could give blood the Friday before, (laughs) If someone were hungry and needed food, you could like do that early Sunday morning. They're not going to they're not going to starve to death if they miss one day.
2: Oh, gosh. So
1: what 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 would you have that would be more important than sitting there for hours and hours and hours and watching college football?
2: You know, I just don't have a good answer for that one, Trey.
1: Well, I know you weren't sleeping.
2: No, I think I was probably out and about. It's it's hard to stay still for me, at least. But you know, my brother's figured it out. He he finds the game and puts it on his phone, and he moves oh, around God. while he's watching it.
1: That's right. Your generation, y'all watch <laughs> y'all y'all watch stuff on your phone. I, we I probably
2: would... do too much at one time. That's probably a problem.
1: <laughs> well, what you can do is what I figured out how to do, which is I have a. If you if you get YouTube television, you can have multi-view. You can watch mm-hmm. multiple games on at one time on your television. Then you turn around to your computer and you can pull up ESPN, ESPN Plus, watch more games. So you got one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, and then you can pull one up on your phone. You can have seven games going at one time.
2: Wow. I don't know how you keep up with all that, but I know you can and I'm sure my brothers can too.
1: Well, uh it ain't that hard. I mean, it it football's about 5 seconds of action and then and then Some a couple of minutes of inaction. <laughs> so all right, well, uh, whatever you were doing Saturday probably left you happier and more fulfilled and the world a better place than me sitting there trying to figure out why spencer radler had no time to throw the football so i i, I kudos to you for not wasting your saturday I, I i wasted mine. but in truth mary langston i'm gonna do it again next year too so i'm not gonna we tell believe we you will yeah, yeah i'm we, not gonna change
2: we don't All doubt right. that trey
1: well y'all keep questions coming and if you got some for her uh i'm happy to reverse the roles and i'll do the I'll get to ask the questions and Mary Langston, you can answer them. I think I actually think people would like that better and their lives would certainly be improved hearing a little optimism (laughs) instead of somebody complaining about NFL officiating.
2: Well, I don't know about that. We always appreciate your answers and we appreciate y'all's questions. We hope y'all keep sending them our way.
1: We sure do. Y'all have a great week. Take care. We'll see you next week.